What do you do when you just can't sleep? You just can't rest. It seems that no matter what you do, your mind is constantly moving. It's constantly racing. Do you know someone like that? It might even be you. And you just can't seem to shut things down. And all the scenarios are going through your head. And before you know it, your heart is pounding. Your breathing rate is up. Everything's just going crazy. And you wonder, will I even ever get to sleep? From a lot of people, that's the state that they're in almost all the time. Life is out of control. How do we deal with that? How do we fix it? How do we get that to change? That's going to be the subject on today's episode of the Audacious Faith Podcast. I want to thank you for joining me today for this very special episode of our podcast. It's something and a subject that is very near and dear to my heart. Something that's been coming up a lot. You know, I've been in ministry for about 35 years, and even during that time, I've seen a lot of changes. I, I can tell you that especially in the last couple of years, there's been a true heightening of issues related to today's subject, which is anxiety fear and depression, so much so that I've actually been taking a lot of time the last three months to really study this issue further and try to figure out the best way to be able to help people the most. So what I'm going to do today in this special episode is I want to share with you an overview of some information that I've been working through coupled with the Word of God, which is very, very important, that I really believe is going to help you. I, I want to know you to know that my heart goes out to you incredibly if you're suffering or, or dealing with this particular area in your life, as many people are. And let me just start off by saying that it's not an area that's totally unfamiliar to me. Probably about 12 to 15 years ago, I hit a point in my life where things just went crazy and out of control. Um, my mom suddenly passed away. And then uh, my mother-in-law, about a year after that, passed away. That left just my dad, who didn't know what was going on. He was suffering from some dementia, and, and he was having to deal with all of these things that were happening. And, and it really, really just was overwhelming. We couldn't take care of him the way we wanted to. Everything was a mess. And then I watched as he kind of withered away and, and passed away. And, and having to take all those losses in life, combined with some great difficulties that were happening in ministry at the particular time, so much that was going on, and, and, and I started to really sink into an area of despair. I felt as if I had let everything go, everything was out of control, and, and I didn't know what to do. Um, I literally did not want to move. I had no energy, I could not concentrate, and I started to experience very deeply what I had seen so many that had come to me through the years experience, and that was I was sinking in despair, depression, and although I was not suicidal, I was at the point in life where I could understand how somebody could get there. But through that, I learned some lessons that I had taught other people, but now I had to experience for myself. And I want to be able to share some of those things with you today. And at the end of this podcast, um, be ready because I'm going to give you a link to more information and more help, a special project that I've been working on that I'm excited about sharing and offering to you. But let's get right into it, okay? How is it that you deal with anxiety, fears, depressions? Okay, the first thing I want to ask you today is this. 
is there ever a point in your life when you're happy? And when is that? What do the circumstances have to look like where you experience some joy in life? For many, that just is never there. I mean, they're always looking for a preferred future. They're always looking for a different set of circumstances. Even when there are happy moments, they're not fully present in the moment. Is, is that you? Does that describe you? Maybe you're constantly going out and, and you're searching for things to do, places to be, uh, activities to, to go in because of the fact that you are afraid to be alone with your own thoughts. You're afraid to put your head down on the pillow at night when all the activity is gone and everything is subsided and you can't get away from all the things that are very, very much weighing on your mind. I understand that because so many people experience that. And I want you to know that God tells us, first of all, in the area of faith, that the first thing that we need to be doing, we find in Philippians chapter 4, is find a way to rejoice. To rejoice in the Lord. Now, it tells us not to rejoice in the Lord just when things are good, but to be rejoicing in the Lord always. In fact, the Apostle Paul writes again, again, I say rejoice. He wants us to be able to do that. Now, you might be saying, how in the world can I possibly find joy in the fact of my life that seems so completely out of control? Well, let me share with you uh, a very key thing. Life is out of control for you. Yes, there are lots of things in life that you and I can't control. Isn't that true? It is out of control for you. But the one thing that we can know is that the Bible tells us that God is a God who is completely in control. And even though we can't handle things and we don't know how to take care of it, he has got it. He has a plan. And it's that knowledge of knowing that and taking the control over to the one who actually is in control and realizing that the situation is not out of hand. That's the first key to finding some joy and to some happiness in life, no matter what the circumstances are. Now, moving on to that, it tells us to be, in, and we dealt with this in a, an earlier episode, one of the earliest episodes that we had. Uh, I would encourage you to go back to, I believe it was episode number two or three, uh, when I was talking with my good friend, Debbie Torres, and she had to go through this particular type of process when she was facing breast cancer, uncertainty in life. And, and you saw in that podcast, if you haven't heard her story, I encourage you to definitely go back and listen to that. Um, and, and the Bible tells us here that we are to be anxious for nothing. Now that sounds absolutely crazy in and of itself, doesn't it? Do you know all the things in life that we have to be anxious about, right? I, I know that right now, as you're listening to this particular podcast, you're thinking, I've got this problem, I've got this issue, this is out of control, I don't know how to deal with what's happening with my kid right now, I don't know how to deal with what's, what's happening with my health right now, I'm not sure how I'm going to pay these bills, I'm not sure how I'm going to stay in my home. Uh, all of this stuff is pending and it's all heavy on you. How is it that we're to be anxious for nothing? Notice that the word does not say, it does not say, that there's not anything to be anxious about. It does not say that there's not anything to worry about. But what it does say is that you are not to choose to have a reaction 
of anxiousness. Now, don't miss that. The situations are still there. The situations do not go away. The only question is, how is it that we are responding to those situations? And so the Bible tells us that we need to choose not to be anxious, not to have that response when it comes to the circumstances of our life. And I know exactly what you're probably saying right now as you hear me say that. That's way easier said than done. Notice something. It's not telling us not to react. But the Bible will tell us how to react. Don't miss this. Okay? It's saying we're not to react in an area or a response of anxiety. Instead, it tells us to do something else. Take that situation and view it differently and take it to another source. So when I look at those situations that cause anxiety in my life, same for you, the reason that we're anxious, the reason that we're fearful is because those parts of our life are out of control, right? So what do I need to do with that? I need to take those things and I need to take it to the one to whom is in control. And that is to God. It says, don't be anxious, but instead it tells us to take these things and to go to God and pray. So in other words, let's summarize it. It says, be anxious about nothing and pray about everything. Now, some of you have gone to counseling and you've sat down with someone and tried to receive counsel when it comes to some of the areas that you're dealing in life. I don't know if you've noticed when you're in those counseling sessions, who does more of the talking? Is it you or is it the counselor? I'm thinking that you're probably knowing the fact that you did the majority of the talking. The counselor is actually listening. The counselor then takes in what it is that you're going through and will end up causing you to have some kind of answer. They'll give some advice based on that. And you walk out, at least for the time being, feeling better, right? Why? Because you feel that that counselor who took it in somehow has some insight that is able to help you out with this. Now, how much better is that if we actually go through that same process and do what the Word of God tells us to do, to take our cares and to cast them on to Him because He actually cares? Have you ever wondered with that counselor, if you've gone through counseling, if you're paying them, have you ever wondered, I wonder if they actually care about what I'm saying, if they actually care about what I'm going through, or if they're just listening and giving me advice because I'm paying them. I wonder if they would do this if I wasn't paying them, if my insurance wasn't covering it, or however it was working, right? You probably have had that thought in the bottom of your mind, and honestly, I can't answer that for you because I don't know who your counselor is. But let me ask you this. What if you could go to one who not only would listen, who not only knew the answers, could actually do something about it, and you know 100% not only loves you, but actually cares for you as well. How much better, how much stronger, how much more comforted would you feel to be able to spend time? And I'm not talking a half hour. I'm not talking just an hour, and then it's time for you to get out because the next person's coming in. I'm talking about someone who's accessible at two in the morning 
four in the morning, any time that you would need them, any time is there, will give you 100% attention, 100% compassion, and also give you the greatest, most perfect, perfect advice that you could possibly, possibly have. Just knowing that they knew, just knowing that they cared, just knowing that they were in control, wouldn't that change the way that you felt? I'm pretty sure that it would. And it would remove, at least for that moment, that anxiety and that fear, knowing that you had somebody that was there, who understood, and that you could count on. That's the relationship that God offers to each one of us who comes to him through faith, through a relationship with his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants this for you. He wants to spend this time with you. He doesn't want you to have to go through life alone, life afraid. You know, there was that, that show that was on TV, right? It's probably still on there. I only watched a couple episodes of it. It's called Naked and Afraid. They're off on some island somewhere, and they're walking around with no clothes, and all of these dangers are seemingly out there. I wonder, have you felt like that at times in your life? Maybe not naked, but isn't it true that a lot of people are lonely and afraid? A lot of people are going through stuff and it seems that nobody is there to understand. There's nobody that can truly grasp what it is they're going through and there's no one that can actually help them. That is a very difficult spot to be in. And going back to what I told you about my own personal experience, let me just say that at that point in my life, when I felt like I had let everyone down, we were losing our home, all, all types of chaos was breaking out. I, I really felt that way, that there was nobody on earth that I could actually share because I was supposed to have it all together. I was the one that was supposed to have the answers, and now I was searching for the answers. But in those moments, in those moments when I felt that desperation, let me just tell you, it's in those moments that I felt the presence of God the most, who came alongside me and was able to help me at that particular time. It was those moments that I truly grasped for the first time in my life, maybe more than ever, instead of just quoting the verse where he says, I will never leave you or forsake you. It was at that particular time that I truly knew that and felt his presence more than anything else. It's been said that if you really want to see Jesus, Jesus is found the most, not outside of the storms, but in the midst of the storms in life. Just like the disciples were out there and the water and the wind and the waves and everything was going crazy and they didn't know how to stop it and everything was out of control, suddenly they saw Jesus coming. And once Jesus then came onto the boat, it says that he, at the particular right moment, was able to still the storm and the waves. They saw him the most and they saw the display of his power the most in the storms. And friend, that may be why. That may be why you're going through some of the storms in life right now. Not because you are going to sink, but because as you get to the point where it seems like you're sinking more than anything else, that's when you are going to cry out as you should in desperation to the one who always loves you and have him help you as you keep your eyes on him. So looking through the lens of faith, in everything that we come across in life, all the difficult situations that would cause us to have anxiety, all right, now we get to take these things to God. And we get to 
take all our requests to him, Philippians 4 says. And we get to also spend some time, you should do this, in thanksgiving. Instead of focusing on all the stuff that's heavy, in those moments, take the time daily on a regular basis to also focus on the things that you're grateful for, the ways that God is with you, the way that he has provided, the blessings that are there. Don't just focus on the negative because where energy goes, where focus goes, energy flows, right? And so where is your focus? Let's start changing our state of mind. Instead of just seeing all the stuff that's so heavy, let's start focusing on the good stuff, the grateful stuff, the things we can have thanksgiving for. And it says that as we do this, and as we spend this time with God, and instead of waiting up all night, tossing and turning, struggling with all these things in our mind, instead of that, just saying, God, I got it. I'm going to do what you've told me. I'm going to cast it to you. I'm going to put it on you. It tells us then that the peace of God, the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Now, some of you may want me to explain that to you. How is it possible? What does that peace look like? What does it feel like? Well, the verse tells us that it's very hard to explain, right? It says the peace of God, how do you define that? It says it surpasses all understanding. Let me just say this. When it happens, you know it. Because from one moment, your, your life is crazy, and the next moment, you just somehow know it's okay. I can't explain to you exactly how that happens. I just know that it does. And I know that through experience. All right? As you take things to him and he changes your focus and you know that he is in control, even though it may still be just as crazy, but now you know he's got it. Suddenly, that peace that passes all understanding comes. And then what does it do? This is very important. It guards your heart and your mind. Hey, those things are the biggest controllers of all the emotions and all the state and energy of your life, isn't it? Your heart and your mind on a constant basis, are there, there's a struggle there. That's where all the energy is going. That's where all the anxiety is coming from. It's not because your heart isn't beating because of some physical thing. Your heart is beating because of a mental thing, because of what you're putting yourself through, because of all the uncertainty that's in your life. That's one of the biggest human needs that people have, right? Certainty. And the reason we have anxiety is because we're uncertain, because we can't find it. But God is the ultimate source of certainty. And when things are in his control, that's when we can know that everything is right. Now, when have we seen this in life? You've experienced this in life. You probably just don't remember. But when have we seen it? Have you seen that newborn baby? That newborn baby that comes out and you, you can only imagine how crazy it is to be in the womb where it's all warm and snuggly and everything is perfect and, and the temperature's just right and, and, and that's all you've ever known. And then all of a sudden you are out and exposed to the light of day and there's bright lights and there's heat and, and, and there's noises and, and, and that's why a newborn baby starts screaming and crying because everything suddenly is out of control and it's scary, right? But then take that newborn child. 
and that newborn child who is just crying their eyes out and screaming and doesn't know what to do and is flailing and the arms are going everywhere and suddenly that newborn child is placed in the arms of his mother or her mother and feels the comfort of their mother and hears words and that comforting voice saying, it's okay. Have you ever noticed how suddenly that crazy, wild, out of control, screaming, terrified child suddenly calms down and before you know it, within five minutes, that child is resting and sleeping peacefully? Well, that's what happens. That's what can happen when we're able to rest in the comfort of our Heavenly Father and he literally will guard our heart and our mind from everything that is scaring us. Now, as we go through that process, and I know that may sound a little bit simplistic, but let me tell you from experience and from the authority of the Word of God, it absolutely works. In fact, it's the only thing that works. There is no other process. No 12-step program, no, you know, pull yourself up from your own bootstraps, self-help, uh, discipline, all, all those things only go so far. This is the best way to find the comfort from the God who loves us, the God who made us, the God who knows us, and the God who's always watching over us. What a privilege and what a change. I will tell you, if you do this at night when you're in your bed, instead of trying to deal with all of that stuff for two, three, four hours at night, waking up multiple times a night, never sleeping deeply, never sleeping restfully, if, you, if you're going to actually do this, it'll be just a matter of not too long before you fall asleep and the next thing you know, it's morning and you might even feel guilty and say, oh God, I'm so sorry, I was talking to you and then I just fell asleep. But you know what? He put you to sleep. He gave you that comfort and that peace and that rest. Jesus said, come to me all you who are weak and heavy laden and are heavy burden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you for it's light. The burden is light. He goes, this is the way to go. Quit trying to pull through the circumstances of life on your own, but come alongside with him and let him pull and take care of it for you. It changes absolutely everything. Now, if you get to that point and you go through this process, how, how are you going to avoid the situation of having this constantly be an issue and a problem? Well, the first thing I got to tell you is you won't completely avoid it. And the reason you won't completely avoid it is because of the fact that things happen. I mean, let's face it, life is full of uncertainties. Things are going to continue to happen. That's, that can't be changed. But what can be changed is how you choose to respond to them. And every time you need to go through the same process, instead of choosing to worry about it, instead of choosing to be anxious about it, take it to God, be thankful Allow him to, to be the one that hears you. Allow him to be the one that takes the cares. And again, he will continue to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. But how do we lessen? How do we lessen the frequency of these episodes? 
And that's the later part of Philippians 4. It tells us to change our focus. You see, a lot of you that are listening to me right now, you live for the crisis. I mean, you are so used to being in the crisis, can I just be honest with you, that if there's not a crisis, you're worried about the fact that there isn't a crisis. I mean, you're thinking to yourself, there's got to be something wrong, I just don't know. And that, that's how, I mean, for some people, seriously, if there's not a crisis, they're, they're not comfortable. And we've got to get out of that. So what you need to start doing is instead of focusing and trying to find everything that's wrong, let's start focusing on everything that's not wrong. Let's start focusing on the things that are great, the things that are good, the things that are full of truth, the things that have value in them. That's what Philippians 4 tells us to do, to set our mind on those things. Start thinking about those things. When you're thinking about that, you don't have time to be thinking about everything that might possibly go wrong. You don't have the energy to put it everywhere. So start focusing on, on the good stuff. Start focusing on your family. Start focusing on some good relationships that you have. Start focusing and being grateful on opportunities that, that are in front of you, on, on great times that maybe you just had at a certain get-together or somewhere where you were. Start being thankful for some success that God just helped you to achieve. Focus on the good stuff, not on the bad stuff. 80% of the time, which hasn't even happened yet, and you're just worried might happen. And as you put your energy there and your focus there, you'll find that you have much less time to be spending all of your time overwhelmed by the problems and the possibilities of life. Well, I hope that what I'm sharing with you today is valuable. And, and I've given it to you in just a little synopsis, okay? But there's so much more in each one of those areas that I don't have time to go into today, okay? I've actually been working on the last three months, I'm very excited about this, I've actually been working on an entire course which is done with videos and, and, and I take you through every single one of these steps in much more depth. Now for some of you, what you heard today is definitely sufficient and that's all you need. Just put these steps into the process and that's all you need. But for those of you who want something more, or you know of somebody that needs something more, I want to make this course available to you, okay? So at the end, of, when you're done watching this podcast, you will find that underneath uh, on the links, there is a link which will take you to a page which will give you more information about this course. It's several hours of material, and we'll go through every single step together, and I know that many of you will find value in it. Um, it's something that God put in my heart several months ago to do, and I'm so looking forward to how many people it's going to help. So you be sure to go ahead and you can click on that link. It'll take you to a landing page, which will tell you a little bit more about the information, and you can decide then whether you want to take advantage of the additional instruction or not. But if not, maybe you know somebody who will need that, and you can pass it on to them. Meanwhile, feel free to reach out to me at any time. Uh, email information is listed, contact information. You can also contact me on Instagram, on Facebook, under the name of Jay Gothier Sr. or Audacious Faith. You can get me through that group as well. And also, I want to also encourage you, like I always do, if you have not subscribed to the podcast or you know others that need to do that, please click that little subscribe button. We want to make sure you don't miss any 
of the upcoming videos. So God bless each one of you. I pray that the Lord will grant you all the comfort and the guarding of your heart and mind in his son. This has been the Audacious Faith Podcast. God bless you.